Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast, episode number 23 today. And today we're doing something a wee bit different. Uh, we have done these types of episodes in the past, but today we're going a wee bit more niche. We're going to be going to the Americas today. And of course, Ben, who's with us again, is uh, a massive Argentinian fan. So uh, I couldn't uh, do him dirty and not let him take over the South American side of things. Uh, so today I'll be doing the North American side. But uh, yeah, we're going to do a bit of a 23 from each, the North American and the South American halves, yeah, and uh, see how we stack up. Believe it or not, I didn't put this idea forward as much as it's it's a bit of a wet dream of mine to put together an all-time <laughs> South American side. But, I mean, it was it was tough restricting the RGs to limited numbers. I could easily field a whole 23 of them on their own, but I managed to keep it to like five or six. So. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. You must oh, yeah. have gone niche, mate, because oh, yeah, I, I tried. Whilst I've got, let's be honest, Canada and USA to deal with, I have chosen some somewhat well-known names, and I hope everyone knows at least some of the names I've chosen. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of mine's, I mean, some well-known names, obviously Argentina, a few kind of legends of uh, other countries. If you watch a bit of French code, you'll know a lot of my guys, a lot of guys playing over in France. Yeah, okay. Some very niche ones in there too, as you can imagine. Well, before I get started with mine, I will premise that I tried my very best to include non-Canadian and American countries, but there just isn't that much quality. And I'll tell you what, I was looking at all sorts of countries. I was looking at Bermuda. I was looking at Guyana, um, you know, all these Caribbean nations. To be fair, they actually have some pretty funny, like, teams. They have a big competition every year, the Caribbean Cup, which I think Guyana won last time. But um, I couldn't really pick out any... Any professional players or anyone who's played semi-professional, for example. I mean, I had a wee gaze at your nations too, just to see if there was anyone going. I think I found one Mexican in the MLR. That's right, mate. That was and I, I may have, <laughs> I can't remember I may, the may name. not have. And a oh, wee um, fun fact here before we get into it. I can't remember what nation. It might be Bermuda or Barbados, one of the two. But do you remember JBL from WWE? Yes. Yeah, uh, he is a big fan of uh, footy, big fan of code, and he's like one of the chief people in charge of rugby over i think it's that's either bermuda or Arbitos. really that's so 100 percent quote me on that but i remember reading something about jbl being in charge over there that is like, so <laughs> random because yeah, jbl was actually quite a few people in wwe are a big fan of rugby i'm pretty sure the, the other commentator what was his name i can't remember his name was he was a big oh, fan of rugby as well was it larry the king lawler was yeah that, one, of the, one of those guys yeah Another rugby connection it. as well. Old Todd Clever, I'm sure he's probably going to pop up for you, but he yeah. uh, looked yeah. to transition into the WWE. He'll pop Actually up, mate. Got a yeah, so that, that's really interesting, actually. I was going to say, um, I thought you were going to mention something else, the Caribbean connection, because I will point out that whilst you know I am going to be using Canadian and American players, there are actually a few English players and other players around the world who have the ability to play for North or Central American countries based on their grandparents and one of them i think danny cipriani is potentially eligible for trinidad and tobago oh for yes some yes he definitely is i would allow you to put him in the mix of your side if you want yeah well, i haven't so i haven't put any um, eligible players i've only put players who have chosen you know a north american side to be their um, international side so i will point that no, out fair enough definitely worth bringing those players up because there's some really random ones out there i mean there danny cipriani, you mentioned scott higginbotham aussie legend he's fiji and yeah. eligible Yes, yeah, Jamie Heaslip's all uh, Israeli. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you think about it, if you got because they are allowing paternal, um, you know, I guess if your grandparents are from another country, you can play for that country, isn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can get some really niche uh, connections in there nowadays. <laughs> I mean, some that I've been legit. I think it was that Shane Howarth from New Zealand. There's a big scandal <laughs> over him playing for Wales because. Oh, I don't know. It's yeah. just yeah, it's questionable, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's. I'm surprised you managed to get a 23 to gear without dipping into. I'll tell a few you what, it wasn't that hard because I was looking at you know as we've mentioned in the past, the Canadians had some pretty class players back in the non-professional era. Oh, um, yeah, obviously. Made a quarter final back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah 91 quarter final. Um, but they've got a lot of backs, a lot of star backs, which was a problem for me. I couldn't find that many. I mean, there's plenty of, I'm sure there's plenty of capable props, but there Can wasn't. You get big Rod Snow in there, surely. What a yeah, guy. I've got him in there. He's, yeah, he's oh, coming up, we'll mate. We'll talk he's about him up. soon. Yeah, so there's a few uh, few positions that I struggle with. But tell you what, I've actually managed to get a pretty decent 23, I reckon. There is a wee uh, Canadian number eight we'll talk about when we get up to that spot as well. So, yeah, we'll, okay. so try to remind me there. Not particularly a great player, but a guy with an interesting story. So we'll bring that up when we get okay. to so, what do you want to do? Do you want to do position for position? Yeah, I'm thinking position for position, starting with one, work through to yeah. well, work through to 15 with a bit of detail, and then the bench can be a bit quicker if we wanted. We'll see how we go. Let's do it. Who wants to start? You want to go? Oh, I can kick us off if you like. Kicking off kick with, us off, mate. Not a guy who's been on the podcast, but a guy who spoke about on the podcast a fair bit. Of course, we had a, a guy from Brazil on the podcast, the old Joshy Reeves. So. Hey. You give us a bit of insight info on a few of the players. So I've gone to Brazil for the first book of mine. I've gone Lucas Abud. Okay. Yeah. Played Lucid Prop that day against the Māori All Blacks. And of course, you remember the Māori All Blacks got absolutely dominated at set piece time. The Brazil scrum was pretty class. Yeah. Can't say I've seen Abud play since that day or before that day, but I wanted to get some niche nations in there. So I've gone to Brazil for a start. So Lucas Abud in one jersey. Fair play to you. Okay. That's a pretty good shout, and I'm sure Josh Reeves will appreciate that. Oh, um, yeah, mate. It was tough. To, I, I won't spoil it now, but I had to try to get Reevesy in the team somewhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, good shout. Okay. Good start with the old Brazilian nations. I thought you would have gone straight to the Argies, but... Um, oh, I, I literally... I could have just went 23, but I tried to get different Argies than I've talked about before, too, so you won't be hearing uh, much of Juan Martin Hernandez this time. You'll be okay. thanking the Lord for that one. Uh, well, I've gone for um, a big American prop in the form of Mike McDonald. And he's uh, their second most cap player of all time for the Americans um, out of California. And he actually played a lot of uh, a lot of footy over in England for the Worcester and Leeds as well. So he's had a lot of experience in England. So he was definitely, well, I reckon he's one of their best players of all time, Mike McDonald. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely their be- best prop of all time. And uh, he played in the World Cups as well. I think he was in an 11, 2011 World Cup. Um, and he, yeah, he's pretty memorable in that World Cup. Um, he's a pretty key figure. And I remember that US scrum that absolutely made Russia get crushed. And I think he was a pretty big part of that. So, um, yeah. Master of the Dark Arts, a bit old McDonald. Just got and did the dirty work, didn't he? Yeah, big man. So, yeah, he's in my, uh, in my jersey number one. And, I mean, what better name suits an American than McDonald, eh? Bloody hell. <laughs> Can't beat it. I'm, sure so I'm a big fan of Eric Fry as well. But <laughs> it might be yeah, not fair. a great shout. Good stuff. Right, uh, and to the hookers. We say I've went niche before. I've gone the exact opposite this time. One of Argentina's most decorated players of all time, both as a player and as a coach, uh, Mario Ledesma. Oh, very nice. I mean, very nice. I could talk about this guy for a while. He's just a, a legend of the Argentine game. 84 caps over 15-odd years. I think he played four World Cups. And then he went on to coach them after and, of course, was the coach of that historic victory against New Zealand. So, Yeah. 
I mean, he's done it on the field. He's done it off the field. I'll tell you what, you've, you've got a few choices at hooker there for the Argies, haven't you? So yeah, it's a, a few choices of world-class bald players when it comes to Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, you've chosen one of the best, if not the best, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, it was a toss-up. Augustine Creevy could well be in there. Yeah. I mean, no, maybe the experiment to reach 100 caps soon. So, But no, big Mario. Who have you oh, gone God. with? Well, the hooker position, surprisingly, for Canadians and Americans and anyone else in North America is isn't the easiest position to choose. There's just a few options and a few bloody good options, but there's not it's many. Surely one that springs to mind for me. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, I've gone for someone. I'm not sure if this is, this is who you're talking about, but I have gone for Joe Tolfetti. He's a big, the big American Samoan, um, <laughs> 32 caps for America, and he's still going strong today. Um, I think not even 30 yet, I don't think. So he's pretty... Yeah. Pretty Unbelievable try scoring record too. He's actually tell you what, this is a bit of a stat for you. I think, if I'm not wrong, I think he's the third or fourth highest try scorer for America, and he's only got thirty something caps. So, um, and he's a hooker, he's, like yeah. So um, yeah, pretty bloody good. And tell you what, um, he's also pretty good over in. Well, he was good over in France. I think he's over in in the uh, MLR now, but he was over in France for a while. So, uh, yeah. Definitely I'd, good enough to play code over there as well. Like, yeah, I'd say so. So, big American Samoan man. He's uh, in my number two jersey. I think he might have played a bit of football as well. If I'm, I might be completely wrong there, but I feel like he's got a football background. Probably so, does. Most Americans probably do. Let's be real here. Yeah, well, the American Samoans are very, very popular in um, in football. And actually, we're speaking at WWE before, also very, very popular in WWE, the American Samoans, obviously the <laughs> Anawaii family. But, I mean, there's, um, there's some quality... Uh, Pacific and American Samoan people being in WWE. Remember Umanga back in the day? What a guy. Yeah, well, he's another one of those ones related to bloody, uh, what's his name, Roman Reigns and um, Dwayne Johnson. Jeez. We're going to have to do like a celebrity uh, 15 or something one day, eh? Just... Yeah, well, be, there'd be a lot of them. A lot of them, actually. Yeah, what about old... Um, well, there's actually so many, isn't there? If you think about celebrity relations when it comes to rugby, there's, there's quite a few. Um, who's in your three jersey? Oh, see, this is where I've gone niche. You talked about players are uh, eligible for these nations. Okay. I've somewhat gone for that. I've gone for a guy born in Australia who went on to represent Paraguay of all teams. Uh, I only know about him because he's the one guy who popped up on Paraguay Rugby's Wikipedia that had a link to his own Wikipedia. So I was like, yep, yeah, you'll do. His name's Alex Sharman. Can't tell you a great deal about him, but Captain Tasmania at age group levels. There's a wee fun fact for you. That's random, all right. Played in the Shoot Shield for Sydney. Uh, Played a bit of code in Scotland and in England, Spain and the US, and somehow grabbed a few caps for the Paraguayan national team along the way. Okay. So just had to go niche for one of them, so big shout out Alex Sharman. I'm sure no one's heard of you, but what a guy. (laughs) Okay, that's that's a pretty good shout. I don't mind that. I've gone for um, a pretty well-capped Canadian this time. I've gone for my first Canadian in the team, the big prop, the Justice Sears Duru. I'm not sure if you've heard of him before, oh, but he's yep. a lot of caps for Canada, and he's uh, over in the US playing for Seattle. But he's a, a big man, and I'll tell you what, I've seen him a couple of videos on YouTube of him playing, and he's um, he's pretty destructive, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, I've gone for him. He's a, there was a few choices at prop, like I said before. There wasn't many to choose from, but the ones that there are to choose from are pretty quality, so he's pretty damn good, so I'm slotting um, Justice Sears Duru in there. He's still playing now. He's only 28, so... No, jeez, I thought he was a bit older than that. He's no. 
been around for a wee while for the national side. Yeah, he's been there since 2014. He must have started bloody young. I mean, with a name like Justice and a double-barrel surname, you know you're getting yourself in for a tough fixture against him. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> right on to the uh, locking partnership. I've gone to my first Chilean, and you might be thinking, oh, Chile, surely not much is coming on here. But this guy played a decade over in France professionally, largely in the uh, detour, uh, pro detour. But there's some big name teams in there. He played for the Po, Asian, Alch, and Racing Metro as well. So mm. A few big names in there. They weren't so great back in the days he was playing, but uh, Sergio Valdez is the guy. Yeah, nice. Okay. Interesting. I can't yeah. say, I can't no, say I've heard I can't of say I've known much about him too, but there's a surprising number of these South Americans that have played a fair bit of code over in France. and Yeah, there actually is, eh? So. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, it only takes one or two. It doesn't necessarily mean that your national team's, you know, that good. It just means that individually that they're, they're good enough to play over in France. And there's a lot of layers of French rugby, isn't there? Yeah, as we've I mean, talked about with Lockie as well. Like, he's yeah. still a reasonably quality player and playing way down in the depths of French rugby. And so he yeah, lost exactly. his uh, final for promotion the other day too, so... Yeah, I saw that. Stuck down yeah. in uh, the depths for one more year. Unfortunate, yes. But I mean, I was going to say, you mentioned it doesn't uh, make the national teams any good, but it should probably bring up, I don't know if you found it for your guys too, but lots of these guys I was looking at, they just don't get released for their national teams. Cause yeah, yeah, exactly. They're making money for their clubs, why would they want to release them to go play against like Guyana or it's, it's amateur, Costa Rica it? or whatever they're yeah. doing? That's the problem. There's, there's, it's where the money is, really. There's probably not that much money playing for some of these um, minnow sites. I'd be surprised um, if there's any. Like, oh yeah, it's it's probably just yeah, um, yeah, semi-pro if not amateur. So um, yeah, okay. Number four jersey for me. I've gone for probably, in my opinion, the best Canadian, one of the best Canadian rugby players of all time, um, legend of the Canadian team, particularly in the ninety. 91 World Cup where they did make the quarterfinal after beating Fiji and Romania and actually giving France and New Zealand a pretty damn good shot at it. Um, Alan, or Al, as he was known, Al Sharon. Oh, yeah, um, great shout, actually. Yeah, I was thinking uh, he might go to another Canadian lock, but no, no. That's a- well, there's a few of them, actually, to be fair. But Al Sharon, he was, um, yeah, he's I think he's their second most capped player of all time. Um, he he played a lot over in France as well, sort of before the full professional era with Pau, and he played in Bristol as well. So, uh, yeah, I think he's one of the best Canadians of all time. I think a lot of Canadian fans would probably agree with that, um, considering his performances in the 91 and 95 World Cup. So I've gone for him. I mean, yeah, good shout. And as you mentioned, Canada, much more class back then than they are today. They could, I mean, they could just make a World Cup for one. They could actually do a damn good job at it. So, yeah, definitely gone are those days for Canadian rugby. Unfortunate. Uh, for me, our uh, locking partner, I've gone for a guy who, if you've watched probably any top 14 rugby in the last decade or so, you've probably seen him, probably not heard much of him because he's, not the most standout player, but he's played 400 games, well, over 400 games for Castres in France. Nice. And about 350-odd of them are in the top 14. So I think he's either the most capped or the second most capped player in the top 14 ever, which when you look at some of well, the players that have played in that league, is a pretty impressive record. It's uh, the big Uruguayan, Rodrigo Capo Ortega. Yeah, right, okay. I mean, another who fell into that category of yeah, not getting released a great deal. 
kind of got released game here and there, so only racked up a handful of caps and never played in the World Cup. But well, I mean, the career he racked up in France, you're probably not going to say no to. No, there's corn involved, mate. There's money involved, isn't there? Yeah. A lot of it. You can't blame yeah. him too much. No, you can't. That's that's pretty impressive, really. So how many games has he done for, for Uruguay? Oh, I can't remember. I think it's about 20 or 30. So like, he raked up a decent amount, but considering yep. he played top level for a good 10, 15 years, could have done a lot more. Yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, well, the Uruguayans are similar builds to the Argentinians, aren't they? It's just a smaller country. I've actually been to Uruguay about oh. five, six years ago. And tell you what, it's just essentially the same as Argentina, but I reckon it's nicer. We've got nice, nice beaches there, eh? and um, it's about the same population as New Zealand, actually, Uruguay. It's making me um, jealous. Dream to go to smaller. South America one day. Oh, you definitely, definitely do it, mate. Argentina, Uruguay is a great trip, and they're actually very safe countries compared to, I guess, some of the other nations in South America. So Yeah, I mean, there's not some I would want to go to. <laughs> no. So, yeah, definitely recommend it, but um, nice. Okay. Well, I've gone for um, someone who... I would suspect would be one of the most familiar names in my team, for especially for Kiwi listeners, and someone who doesn't necessarily always play lock, but in this case, I have put him at lock. Um, good old Tyler Ardron. And, uh, of course, Chiefs fans will know him well. Pretty damn good for the Chiefs, I reckon, between sort of 2018-2019 period. And uh, he also played for Bay of Plenty, I think, as well, a few games. So um, Sounds about right. He's uh he's pretty powerful. Still playing now over in France, so um yeah, I think he's he's still captaining Canada at this point in time as well. So he's their their leading man. Uh, unfortunately, not quite good enough to lead them to the World Cup. But um, it's hard when he's got about one other decent player around him, really. Yeah. So he's um yeah he's pretty good, I reckon, and still going strong. So I couldn't couldn't miss him out of the team. Yeah, no, I honestly I completely forgot about him. I don't know how because you're right, he's class. Yeah, and more than good enough to hold his own in Super Rugby. So definitely, and probably could have just about looked at. Wouldn't have been All Blacks level, but he probably would have had his name bettered about the conversation a bit if he was eligible. He wasn't far off, and he was yeah, he's on form for the Chiefs. I've gone onto my blind side. I've actually selected another lock of all people. I don't know how I've ended up selecting this, but <laughs> as I wanted to get a Colombian in there and. Decent Colombians were few and far between, so I selected a guy who's played blindside, apparently according to what I could find once or twice in his career, so that's enough for me. His name's Andreas Zafa, another who plays over in France. He's played for Lyon and Asian, and now has moved to Breve this year, or last year in the top 14, so three pretty big clubs, and I don't know how they scout someone from Colombia, but they manage it. Nice. All right. So, Colombia, okay. Yeah, I don't think they're ranked particularly high on the world rankings. They're women's teams in the 20s, men's teams a bit further down than that. Of course, they're quite high up in the uh, football ranks, though, aren't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's definitely uh, the code of choice over in that part of the world. Yes. All right, interesting choice. Good choice, though. I'm liking these niche countries that you're coming through with. Unfortunately, I can't back the same. I mean, uh, you've literally got two countries to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my um, number six jersey, I've gone with the most capped Canadian player of all time, probably the biggest battler Canadian of all time, Aaron Carpenter. Oh, um, what a guy. If you remember World Cups, mate, he has been at all of the Canadian World Cups in my memory anyway, 2007, 2011, 2015. He's been there. 
and he's been a staple of the Canadian team. He's played a lot of rugby over in the UK as well for the second division teams. Um, and I think he's pretty pretty class. So I've chucked him in there at uh, in the sixth jersey. I mean, yeah, quality player. Biggest battlers are bold calls. Some of the players Canada produced over the years. I mean, yeah, okay. even in the I mean, loose forwards. When like. I say battlers, I was more meaning like he's a bit of a journeyman. He's been all over the show and he's... You know, I was going to say, played. I think I might be with you, though. Like, I'm trying to think. Kleber, a battler, but I don't know. Apart from his beard, he doesn't really stack up to Carpenter's journeyman status. Carpenter's a bit of a bit of a journeyman. Yeah. And old James Pritchard at fullback, I think he's Canadian. He's a bit of a, well, not a journeyman, but just an absolute stalwart of lower league rugby in England. So <laughs> he's Canada in New Year, so they actually had some quality players over the years. They really had. About it. Yeah. And, I mean, onto quality players we talk about that. I've gone back to Argentina. Yes. And I've gone to a guy I don't know if I've mentioned on the pod before. I mean, I damn well should have if I haven't because he's another one of my favourites. Uh, Juan Martin Fernandez Lobe in the seven jersey. Could cover all three back row positions, but I'll chuck him at seven. Okay. Legend of Argentina. Yeah, Juan one as well. Bit of a brutal man, isn't he, at times? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just a legend. One of the trillions of Juan Martins to turn out for that country. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites as well. I definitely didn't uh, didn't hear any surprises there when you brought his name up. I must That's say, sure. uh, greatest goal kicker of all time, too. Two from two in his career. Oh, one for the Buffaloes, one for two lines. So. <laughs> Find me anyone. Or... Oh, mate, 50-meter penalties. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, conversions probably from big in front. I can't harder. remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good choice. You can't go wrong with that, really, can you? I mean, I imagine your seven's going to be only one man. Todd Clever, there he is. He's in the he's in the mix. The legend himself. Um, he's you know probably one of the most well known American names. I reckon um, most capped American player of all time. Of course, seventy six caps. He's been their captain. He was their captain for. For many years, um, just a good American man from California. Played a lot of rugby. Played, I think, almost forty games over in Japan, actually. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you remember that he actually, apparently, and I don't know if this is right, but in Wikipedia it does say he did have a season with North Harbour. Yeah, yeah, he played for North Harbour. I think he only played maybe one or two games. Yeah, I think it was one or two. He did spend a season with North Harbour back in the day. There you go. Fair play. Also, play spent a season with uh, your team, the Lions. He did, he did. He was the, one of the first American players to play in Super Rugby, if not the only. I don't know if there's been any, any others oh, since geez. that. Um, testing us. I can't think of any off the top of the head, but no doubt there will be some. Yeah, he played for the Lions. Unfortunately, when he played for the Lions, it was probably during the period where they were utter trash. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to say it's just right. about a Carlos Spencer period at the Lions. He just about would have crossed over. Yeah, almost, almost. But yeah, he's a name that was not going to be missing out of my team. So uh, he's in my number seven jersey, which I think he was pretty much his favoured jersey as well. So yeah. there you go. I mean, yeah, legend. I don't know if you remember as well on a seven circuit. I only saw this because I looked up highlights of him. Oh, would have been a wee while ago now, but he hurdled someone on sevens. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I he mean, played a bit sevens, just traditional he? way. Like a medic came out to, I don't know, do whatever they're doing to help a player, and he just hurdles the medic and the player. <laughs> Didn't need to, could have just walked around them, but nah. You know, Captain America doing Captain America things. Yeah, nice. I mean, on to the eight jersey, and a guy, you kind of had your guy who was probably one of the first names on the team sheet. This is one of the guys who was one of the first names on my team sheet, and that's uh, Diego Ormachea. Oh, nice. Don't know if you know too much about him, but the name Ormachea kind of 
It's pretty synonymous with Uruguayan rugby. 73 yeah, I caps, I think. I know. He might be one of the most caps. Either, definitely one of the top few. I'd Played say so. 20 years for Uruguay. Like, Jesus. Let that sing in two decades is mental. Yeah. Uh, got selected into the Hall of Fame in 2019 alongside some other player called Richie McCaw. I don't know if you've heard of him, but <laughs> yeah. Got selected in the Hall of Fame that same year. And we fun fact for you, the eldest player to both play and score in a World Cup did at age 40. Wow. Okay. Yeah, scored a meat pie against Spain in 1999. Yeah, he's, a, he's definitely a Uruguayan legend. Yeah. I Probably, mean, yeah. son's still fun. playing for Uruguay now too. Augustine, I think his name is. So. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, well, rugby actually must be up there in sports in Uruguay because it's not a big country and obviously football is their most popular sport, but rugby must be up there actually, to be fair. Surely growing is nothing else because Uruguay are getting better and better. Yeah. Yeah, good choice. Oh, I mean, one of the best choices yeah, from Uruguay, definitely. Pretty obvious choice, really. Like, yeah. Not going to go to too many other places. Well, I've gone for someone who hasn't played that much for America, but when he has played, he's been devastating. And he has been consistently one of the most devastating American players um, over in Europe when he was playing over there. And that's Samu Manoa. Oh, one and, of my uh, favorite players, like not just from the US, just in general. Yeah, I mean, he's born in America, went over to Northampton States, absolutely teared it up over there. He's just a just a great player, a great lock. He can play number eight, which will put him in here as well. Um, but uh, yeah, he was he was great. He played for he's, I think he's still playing for Seattle at the moment over in the MLR, um, but he's not playing for America anymore. But uh, yeah, he was. I mean, I remember if you remember that game against the All Blacks, or maybe it was the Maori All Blacks. But um, no, he definitely played the All Blacks. I yeah, it was the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah. He was actually pretty class against the All Blacks, even though they got trashed. He was one of their best, I reckon. Um, so. I think and they were targeting him as one of their key men. So, yeah, I mean, definitely a good uh, reason too. They played many a year for Northampton and was one of their better players. So. Yeah. So yeah, couldn't miss him out. A great shout! One of my favourites. Uh, onto the uh, well, onto the backs. I'm sure, there's a few names in here for you too. Yeah, a fair few for mine. I've actually gone to Argentina again. Yep. Didn't, seems like I'm going there a bit. I try to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, you can't avoid this guy when he was the one player in the team that had a star on Rugby 08. Oh, yes. And I mean, what more is there to put yourself on a team than that? It's Augustine Pichot. Oh, very nice. I mean, now former vice chairman of World Rugby as well. Yeah. What a guy. One of my faves of all time, I reckon. No, Definitely I mean, one of, yeah, I mean, from when it comes to halfbacks worldwide, he's got to be up there, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely talked about in the conversation. He's kind of played in the era of a few other class halfbacks, but... Kind of put Argentina on the map, really, in 07. was one of his final years, but the old photosynthesis socks, the uh, calves were showing out in the sunlight, and it clearly not just grew himself, it grew the whole team, and they got third in that tournament. So what a guy. Yeah, great shout. Great shout. I didn't actually expect you to choose anyone else, to be honest with you. Oh, not so, even Santiago Arata, mate. Yeah, yeah maybe your backup. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it had to be Pichol, really, didn't it? Oh, 100%. I've gone for someone who, I mean, there was a couple of options for me, but I've actually gone for someone who's arguably the highest quality out of the lot, someone who's played professionally in France for Bordeaux and Stade Frasso, um, and even the Saracens as well. So he got the quality to back it up. Probably the best halfback of all time out of Canada, Morgan Williams. 
Um, I don't know if you remember him or that name rings a bell to you, but uh, yeah, Canadian-born. Oh, sure, he's 50. not Welsh, mate. That's, that's the most panical Welsh name I've ever heard. You'd think so, but he's actually born in Canada. <laughs> and uh, 56 caps for Canada. And, um, yeah, I reckon he's probably the best halfback from Canada of all time. In fact, I think he, from what I can understand, he actually played for the Barbarians a few times and was even selected in the uh, Martin Johnson's versus Jonah Lomu match on Twitter. <laughs> What? So that's kind of random. Might just have to might have to do that for a rewatch episode. Actually, God, that sounds pretty funny. Eh? I cannot remember anything about that, but that sounds absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it must have been a while ago, but yeah. So I've I've gone for Morgan Williams number nine. I mean, yeah. Who? When you think of Martin Johnson and Jonah Lomu, I mean, Morgan Williams is kind of next name in line, really, isn't it? It's just <laughs> goes hand in hand. Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> no, good shout though. I mean, you can't be a slouch and play for those clubs. No, no way. I mean, yeah, another guy who's not a slouch. Again, gone to Argentina. You can't split up our Argentine halves pairing. Because there are a few other names I dallied about for the 10 jersey, but this guy is widely considered one of the greatest number 10s of all time. have to go back a fair few years to watch him play, but it's uh, Hugo Porter. Wow. Yeah, okay. Right back into the uh, amateur era, but played not quite as long as uh, Omachea, but 19 years with the Pumas. Although it was about 15 years, then he retired and then somehow unretired himself like five or six years later to play a game. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he played in the 87 World Cup when he was like 36 and came out of retirement age 40 or so and just played a random one-off game against the World 15. Not who I thought you'd choose, mate. Oh, Not no. You, I mean, you're probably thinking Juan Martin. Yeah, or either him or... Shreves just because uh, he's been on the pod. I, I dallied about really... with them, but I mean, Hugo Porter, it's, I really can't look past him. Of course, drew against the All Blacks back in the day as well. Beat Australia, drew against France. Back yeah, in the fair days enough. of Pumas being absolutely dreadful, he was about the only shining light in the team. Yeah, fair play to you. Okay. It's not who I thought you'd choose, but it's also a good choice. I like it. I've gone for someone who, well, I said Al Charon is potentially one of the most uh, well-respected Canadian players of all time. But if it's not him, it'll be this man. Uh, and this man was actually the first Canadian to be inducted into the IRB Hall of Fame. And according to Wikipedia, I'm pretty sure this is accurate though, from my knowledge, he was also the first inductee other than Brian Lemmer from Samoa as uh, the first Hall of Fame member outside of any of the top tier nations. So Gareth Rees, he's uh, – I'm not sure if you heard that name before, mate, but he oh, was I absolutely – Definitely heard the name, but like, yeah, could have come to me. I was like, "Who on earth are you talking about?" Absolutely uh, instrumental in the '91 World Cup when they did make the quarterfinals. He was their goal kicker, of course, and um, yeah, he was fantastic. Actually, played for the Harlequins, played for Wasps, um, a couple of other teams over in UK and France and stuff. This is before the professional era, but um, he's yeah. Other than Al Sharon, he's definitely up there for. Um, top Canadian players of all time, I reckon. He sort of finished up in 99, I think. Um, but yeah, he was class by all accounts. I mean, yeah, good shout. There's a few uh, American and Canadian teams you could have gone for. There's a few choices. The mod- I mean, yeah, yeah. as Squidge calls him, the Titanium 10 himself and a Monroe. Don't know if you remember him from the 2011 yeah, World Cup. Yeah. Definitely not good. Just an absolute battler. <laughs> kind of in the lines of a Tayans Kotzer, but just not as good. 
Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, there is a few choices to be. I mean, fair, Mike Hurricus as well, and a little bit of a legend, even AJ McGinty. But I just wanted to, like, you know, sort of acknowledge the side that Canada was back in the nineties because oh, yeah. they were pretty class. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm glad you did too because. I mean, a lot of kind of modern fans probably don't know quite how good they were actually back then. I was reading this article the other day that was saying that in the 91 World Cup, they won obviously against Fiji and Romania fairly easily. They didn't quite beat South Africa, but there was a couple of decisions that didn't go their way. And they were sort of saying if the decisions went in favor of Canada and they bet South Africa um, or whatever it may have been, maybe it was the quarterfinal or something, they reckon that rugby could have actually really kicked off in Canada more than it had. Because um, they sort of had a bit of momentum after that World Cup, but it died down a bit. But if they I mean, just it's such a massive country up, and so many other sports there to choose from, it would be hard to keep it up. Yeah, but, but I reckon that if they kept it up, they could have it could have been way bigger today. But unfortunately, they didn't pump any money into it. I mean, I'd love to see them reach the heights that they were back then. I don't think they will, but I'd love to see them even get close to that. Because I would suggest that America will. The United States will get there before Canada, way oh, before Canada. You would think so, but I mean, even US getting better should surely pump Canada up a bit. Like, well, the MLR, the MLR can only help, can't it? Exactly. So, yeah, in both yeah, countries as well. Getting better and better year by year. So, exactly. Might right. do a wee uh, ninety-one Canada match rewatch just to. Oh, I'd be keen to. If we can find it, I don't know if we can find it. Oh, sure, there'll be something out there somewhere. Yeah. When the uh, Super Rugby season dies down. Yeah, Possibly definitely. bring back a bit of some rewatch episodes. Just too much code on at the moment to sit through one of these old shitter matches. <laughs> so, what do you want to do? Do you want to do centers or do you want to just do wings in order? Uh, Numbers in. I suppose we'll do midfield first. All right. Yeah, I mean, oh, although that means I'm going to Argentina again, but uh, we'll do it. Let's do final it. Argentine in the 15. And a guy, I didn't really want to put him in at 12, but I literally just couldn't find anyone else that could slot in there so I had to go to the old bull dome of Felipe Contempomi yet again oh you can't go wrong mate you I mean you, exactly, you just can't go wrong could have slotted Juan Martin in there but 12 he he played his best rugby at 10 or 15 so gone to the guy who was Puma's 12 for many a year and when he's bald he just he just has that sort of head of uh of respect you know yeah and, you, just, know, you just can't go wrong I mean, yeah, contemplate me with a hitter here, the ringer here to here. Just yeah, it's a good player. The, same. Not the, same. Just got, the more here he lost, the better he got. Oh, I reckon he did, man. It's like an old, like a wine, you know, uh, got better yeah, with age. Absolutely. Age like a fine wine. Not just class That's... for Argentina, too. Class for Leinster. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, nah, great choice. I thought you might have put him in, actually. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, yeah. One of your faves, mate. Just had to put him in there for you. I'm going for some Contempomi uh, twins for Argentina. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I think Felipe is my favourite, to be honest with you. I mean, if anyone out there saying Manuel Contempomi is one of your favourite <laughs> players, I think they need to hit their head checked. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I've gone for someone who has an Irish-sounding name, uh, especially, by the way, it's, it's, it's spelled, but he is definitely from Canada. He was born there, um, but... Probably one of their best centres over the years. A more, I guess, a more recent player. Um, I think he's still playing somewhere in Canada potentially. But thirty-five caps of London Irish, uh, Karen Hearn. He um, played at the 11, 2011 World Cup for for Canada, and um, he was pretty pretty good. I, I remember vaguely remember him being pretty damn good. Uh, but he's also one of their most capped, probably one of definitely one of their most capped centres, um, Karen Hearn. 
at 73 caps. But, um, yeah, he was pretty solid from by all accounts, and uh, I think he's still playing, chipping away over in Canada somewhere. I mean, this is strangely a lot of these names. Well, not a few of these names you're saying. I feel like I should have completely forgotten or have no idea, but it's just sparking a wee something in the back of the brain. Yeah. Just, I can't remember much about them playing, but the names there. So. There you Jeez. go. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I remembering Kieran Hearn? Like, it's not a player I should be remembering anything about. <laughs> you might have done a write up on him, mate. You may have oh, forgotten us. Possibly. <laughs> You've done that many. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's a few. I'm surprised I don't forget who I've done nowadays. Been, <laughs> been a bit slack lately, though. I need to get back into it, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to help you out as well. I've been under the pump at work, unfortunately. Yeah, but, no, uh, but that's a bit right. of the same here. I've got a, uh, I mean, not many overseas uh, battlers coming up, but a few Kiwi battlers in there, a few ever popular ones too, the uh, Kenny Kenny Lau brothers, I'm sure you remember them. Ah, yes, very good. Anyway, uh, number 13 jersey, I've gone back to Brazil, another player who played in that Māori All Blacks Brazil match, uh, and one of only a handful of players that have got over 100 points for Brazil, actually one half of a brotherly duo, I believe, might have been him or it might have been the Tonkei brothers, but... If I'm right in saying, I believe him and his brother were the first to get over 100 points for their country. Yeah, right. And of course, Jordy and uh, Bowden have done that now. But yes, uh, Moises Duque from Brazil. Oh, yes, I remember them. Yes, yep. I remember played a, a, a bit a of code over in the Federal One in France, of course, the uh, third division over there. Yep. So not a bad level to play at, and played a lot of rugby just in his country and whatnot. Yeah, I remember Josh having some really great things to say about them, so yeah, good I choice. Mean, we'll go with Josh's word for this one. I'm sure he knows better than we do. <laughs> good choice. I like that a lot. Um, I've gone for someone who probably doesn't play – well, he did play a lot in the 13 jersey, but also played quite a lot on the wing. One of my faves of all time, probably one of yours as well, I reckon, from Canada, an old DTH Funder Merwa and uh, top try scorer of all time for Canada. By far, 38 tries. And uh, what a career he's had. Yeah, I mean, it could not be anyone else. It's just a matter of his, if he's going to be in the midfield or on the wing. Exactly. Maybe you can just clone him and put him in each spot because he's that good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had a great career over in England as well. He played 40, I think, maybe in Wales, potentially even Scotland. He played up 90, over 90 games for Glasgow. So he's uh, yeah, a damn good player. Still playing now for LA. He so, turns um, up on the world stage too. Like his tries don't just come in the qualifiers against his minnows. Like I think it was twenty fifteen. He, he must have been like five tries. Twenty eleven. He got yeah, a really he was one good of the top try scorers. Yeah, he's one of the top try scorers in the whole competition. Yeah, he scored some absolute rippers too. Yeah, he's great. So uh, yeah, South African born, but he is Canadian. Oh no, no, mate. DTH Vandermeer is the most Canadian name. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I said that, to be honest. I, mean, um, I don't but, know what his name actually stands for, but do you by some chance? Cause... Yes, it's Daniel Teleferi Hillman. Okay, explains why he goes by DTH. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, quality player, though. Yeah, there you go. All right, right onto the back three, onto the, about the 11 jersey by far and away. I'm not just going to say my most niche, I'm going to say the most niche player on either of our lists. By some distance. So I've not just gone to Columbia. I've gone to the, uh, not just gone to the Columbia women's team. I've gone to the <laughs> Columbia women's sevens team of all teams. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I mean, like she it. does also play for the women's team. Uh, I don't actually really know a great deal about her, but her name's Isabel Ramiro. She played 
I mean, I think she was 24 and she's already played since about 2014 or so. So she's been playing since she was a real young mark for the Colombian side. Wow. And I, I mean, won a couple of medals at some some huge games like the Pan American Games and the I don't the Bolivian Olympic or I don't, know, I don't even know what they're called, but some real minnow tournaments she's won medals at. Uh, almost got into the uh, Women's World Cup this year, actually. Them, uh, Colombia played Scotland in the playoff the final place but scotland got up in that one so yeah the columbia women's side aren't a bad outfit in the grand scheme of things they're about 20th in the world which is not far away from knocking over some big teams yeah okay i like how you've uh, managed to sneak in one of the most niche selections and women of course um yeah i can't say i know a great time. deal about south american women's rugby i mean Look, or mate, South American rugby outside of Argentina, for that matter. I appreciate it, though. I like how you've done that. That's It's a good choice. It's a very good choice. So, I mean, fact, if we've got any uh, Colombian women's seven specialists out there, then let me know which of the players I should have chosen on the wing spot. That'd be great. But tell you what, I haven't, whilst I haven't put any women in my squad, I need to give out a bloody good shout-out for both the American and the Canadian women's sides, for both sevens and fifteens. Because they're actually pretty good, aren't they? I mean, big shout out to the US. They took out the uh, Wallaroos the other day. Yeah. So they can't be. I mean, it's it's funny. Like it's the same. It's kind of the same in, in football, soccer, isn't it? Because the US is obviously fantastic at women's um, football, soccer, and same with Australia. But it, it just it doesn't really seem to have any relevance to how the men perform, does it? Yeah. No, the men just men are pretty average at best, and then. The other woman and one of the top teams in the world. <laughs> Fair play to them. Good stuff. All right. That's a good choice. I like that. Where are we up to? Number 11, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've gone for someone who is, yeah, like another one of these Europe play- players who have played top-level rugby over in the UK. Well, there's actually a few of them, eh? There's a few Americans who have UK. played over there. I'm waiting to you say top-level rugby in France because uh, I know the guy who's on the other wing already. But So I've gone for Blaine Scully. He's, um, oh, you know, yeah. One of the top try scorers of all time, the US. Um, he, if you remember back to the 2015 World Cup, he was the vice captain of the States then. But um, he sounds like he's a bit of an all-rounder, to be honest. But, um, yeah, he played over 35 games for Leicester and over 50 games for Cardiff. So, you know, he's playing at the top level. There's a few Americans, actually, that have done that. Um, it's a shame they couldn't field, field a team of, of really high-quality players, but he's definitely one of them. Yeah, that good shout. Seems like a great fella as well from like the interviews and videos yeah, I've seen of him. Hundred percent. Actually, you're gonna have a tough time rounding out this back three now. I think about it. There's a bit of quality in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I've actually noticed a lot of these American players. They're all out of California. Right? I haven't noticed many that are out of anywhere else. There must be a bit of a rugby haven. Yeah, actually, I was wondering that because there must be particular states where it's a lot bigger than others. I mean, I, I don't think have any clue, one but of them, surely. Just judging by the players coming out of it, you'd like to think so. Yeah. I mean, on to the uh, right-wing side. I mean, I'm out of Argentines for the 15, but I went for the next best thing and took someone who played for the uh, Haguares back in their Super Rugby days. Okay. I mean, I used the word played loosely as he trained with them, never actually got out on the paddock for a game. But he was in the squad, and that's uh, Nicolas Freitas. Ah. Yeah, probably... More familiar seeing him run out in 13. I think he played a bit of centre, a bit of uh, right wing for Uruguay in the World Cup. Still kind of in and around the side now. Pretty decently player, actually. Now nah, playing 
I think he's playing in the SLAR, the Panarol nowadays. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. And another player I look forward to seeing uh, next year for the World Cup because always like seeing him run out. Don't see him much in between World Cups, but no, good player. Just on the um, just on the Hagawaris, what do you think the chances of them coming back are? I mean, they Logan. still exist. It's still a franchise. They still churn out teams. It's kind of just used as more of a development team in South American leagues at the moment, but I suppose there's a chance. I don't think it's going to happen. I'd almost say 100% yeah. it's not going to happen, but well, I'd love I think, to see you it. know, the performance of the Drew or the performance of the Moana Pacifica has been like pretty decent and enough to, to really put confidence in the minds of of the organisers that, that, that we don't really need someone from Argentina or South mm. Africa because it's so far away, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, that, yeah, it's the thing. You're thinking there's probably not many neutral fans that are going to be jumping on board to see an Argentine side. Can you believe that we had a tournament with South Africa, Japan, Argentina, New Zealand, Australia? They're like, there's miles between yeah, these countries. It's, it's quite mental, this. It's well, actually ridiculous. very mental, isn't it? Yeah, there was games in Singapore. There was games in Japan. Like, yeah, I mean, you could be playing in Singapore one week, be playing in Buenos Aires the next week. Like, <laughs> it's literally polar. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no surprises that they've gone down the road they have. But it's a bit of a shame that we don't see the Argentinians anymore. Um, yeah, I think that actually, I mean, once they got rid of the rule of having to play for the Jaguars, play for the national team, it really helped their side. Actually, you can see the performances. Yeah. Um, so my 14 jersey, I've well, I've gone for a, a fullback traditionally, but you can't play on the wing. And um, he's actually an Australian-born bloke uh, for Canada. Played a bit of uh, NRL in his early days, uh, under-19s Parramatta. Earth. <laughs> but he uh, swapped over to Rugby Union shortly after that. Actually played a game for the Australian Barbarians, believe it or not. Um, a lot of games over in the UK for Bedford. Old James Pritchard. Jeez, I mean, I know a lot about old Pritchard playing for the Bedford. I did not realise he was well, Aussie-born and played the league, let alone that the yeah, Aussie mate. Barbarians is a team that exists. Yeah, so actually one of the few players in my squad that I've chosen who wasn't born in either Canada or America, and um, yeah, he's an Australian bloke. He played a lot of games for Canada, though, 62. No, he was class player, too. Yeah, 100%. Played, he actually... I mean, well, he was World Cup player, wasn't he? 20, yeah. 2007, 2011 as well. Yeah, I don't know how many years he played for Bedford. You probably know, but I know it was a lot, and I know he got offers from premiership teams. So. Oh, it was over 200 games, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely classed. I think this season, maybe two or three games at Northampton as well. So he's up there. He was I up there. I know who is going in your fullback spot now, then. I can I uh, imagine yes. you going back to America for it. I must say, uh, I thought you'd go to another player for your wing spot. You might have him on your bench, but certain Zane and Gwenya. Uh, look, mate, I've left him out of the squad, and it's a fair call. Oh. A bloody fair call, because I know he was that class try against South Africa, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't go past it. But I, de- I haven't put him in the squad just purely because of the- he didn't play that many games for America. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I, do- I definitely rate that shout. He- he's pretty good. I it mean, yeah. as was said, there's actually a fair bit of quality in the uh, back three for the that North American side. That was the problem for me. I could do too many. Yeah, whereas uh, quite the opposite here. I mean, I could go to Argentina and just spiel out player after player, but didn't really want to do that. So for my 15 jersey, I've gone to a guy I've only actually seen play two games against Canada of all teams, actually, in the uh, World Cup qualifiers. 
scored an absolute ripper of a try in one of those games too. And funnily enough, he's played 10 in both the games I've watched him. But according to the internet, he is a 15 at heart. So I've stuck him in the 15 jersey. His name's Rodrigo Fernandez. Okay. Can't imagine you know much about him, but if you pull up the uh, Canada-Chile highlights from the second game, I mean, he takes a wee kick on about his halfway line, pirouettes around a couple and just burns people like Bone Barrett-like pace from 40 metres out. Wow. Unreal. Well, I mean, Chile have got to be up there, haven't they? Because, I mean, to beat Canada, yes, Canada are down uh, rankings-wise, but it's a pretty impressive defeat, and we're going to see a lot more of them, aren't we? Oh, well, hopefully. I mean, fingers crossed they can make make the World Cup. Yeah. Who are they going to beat? Uh, US. USA. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, then loser of that goes into the ripper charge. But I think Tonga find themselves in the ripper charge. So good luck to anyone who comes yeah, well, up against the them. Tongan squad. I've just got named Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole episode of itself going over these Pacific Island teams and potential players that could turn oh, out new, for them. Yeah, some of these new rules. I mean, well, the new rule, the big one being that you can swap nations, I suppose, is going to really help these Pacific Island nations and fair play to them. Of course it should. So I mean, I'd love to see it personally. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, nice. I'm not sure yeah, some of the teams coming up in their pool are going to love to see it when they see the likes of Fikitoa, Falau, Piatau, etc. running out of the back line for Tonga. Yeah. Oh, they won't be out. holding back, mate. They will not be holding back, I can tell you that much. No, it'd be good. I, I really like to see that. Um... So I've gone for, well, you probably guessed it before when I didn't go for this man on the wing, uh, but I've gone for Chris Wiles in my fullback position, probably one of the best um, US backs of all time, definitely um, one of the most quality, played over 250 games with Saracens. So um, he's another one of these Americans, particularly backs, who have gone over to America and really made, uh, gone over to um, Europe or England and made a substantial impact, in particular here, with over 250 games for Saracens. So Chris Wiles, he captained to the team for many years as well, and I'm sure you can remember him from some of the World Cup. Um, oh, absolutely. Hell of a left peg on him too. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, he actually scored quite a lot of tries in World Cups. I think he's uh, he's up there. So, um, yeah, I think he – I remember he even scored one in Nelson in the 2011 World Cup, I think it was. Um, so that was nice. Jeez, I'll take your word on that one. But I mean, so yeah, Chris Wiles. Well, yeah, I mean, it could I mean it could have been a handful of players, but Wiles is probably the standout of the bunch, really, isn't he? Oh, I reckon so. Eh? I mean, Saracens, like you don't need to say much about them. They're one of the best sides in Europe, and to play that many games for them, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I mean that rounds out the starting 15s. Still got a wee bench we can go with, or we. Yeah. A bit more quick fire for some of these. Okay. I try to I again wanted to go relatively niche with mine as much as I could. Yeah. But uh number sixteen, I went for Herman Kessler from Uruguay. Nice. Of course, big part of that twenty nineteen World Cup, the victory over Fiji, had a cracking mustache on him. <laughs> cool. I actually went for um You've said him already. Rod Snow, I know he's played prop mostly, but he actually has played hooker before. So I've chucked him in there. And um, he played a lot of games for Newport, but uh, yeah, he's one of the most capped Canadian prop slash hookers of all time. So uh, he's in there. I mean, yeah, we'll allow it on a technicality. Yeah, I mean, Big there wasn't many hookers. There was not many hookers to choose from, yeah, I'm no, afraid. I mean, if you're getting Rod Snow in there, fair play. Yep. I found props, yeah, a difficult one. So I went back to Argentina because I was I was struggling. 
And I've gone uh, Rodrigo Roncero, another one of the uh, bald Argentines who just was an absolute brick shit house. Like, yeah. Like, this was peak Argentina dominance at scrum time. He didn't offer much else, but he was absolutely dominant at scrum. I mean, taking a no. quick look, I think I might need to get rid of Pichor and uh, Fernandez Lobe as they have far too much here compared to the rest of my Argentine choices. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ugh, I love it. It's good. Although, to be fair, mate, I know you haven't you haven't really put that many Argies in the team, and I, I actually respect that. I respect that from you because you are a massive fan of them, aren't you? I mean, you're clearly a huge Columbia women's fan too. I mean, <laughs> now, I wonder why that might be. Um, <laughs> Columbia Beach Volleyball, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I've gone for 17 jersey. I've gone for probably one of the most quality props, actually. I haven't. Whilst he's not in the first 15, he's um, certainly up there. Titi Lamio Satelli. He's um, playing over in Montpellier, so he's definitely high quality. Um, but he is born in America, and um, he's played a number of games for America, still playing, of course. He's only 27. So um, he's definitely number one choice, or one of the number one choices on their team sheet, I reckon. I mean, fair play, because I do not know much about him, but you've rattled off his name very well there. So, so thank I mean, you. credits for that. That would have been a difficult one to roll off the top. I may still, I may still have shagged it, but you don't know who he is, so oh, therefore... If, if you I'm come not. in with that sort of confidence, you're good. <laughs> Uh, number 18, I've gone for, not going to lie, I solely went for this guy because he has been part of the coaching team for Northland and Hawks Bay for a few years now. I didn't even realise that because I don't know the name, but I, I looked him up and I saw that he's coached uh, Northland and Hawks Bay in the scrum and set-piece area, and it's Francesco De, uh, Francesco Deforms from Chile. Okay. Yeah, nice nice choice, oh, nice choice. Don't know if he played much for the national team, but... If he's good enough to coach in the NPC, then he's an absolute battler in my books, and that gets him in here. No, oh, fair play to you. I've gone for my youngest player in the squad. I was really struggling at this point for more props. and uh, But you know what? This guy's played over 24 games for Canada already. He's only 25, so he must be pretty damn good. Played for the um, Canadian team in the 2019 World Cup. Cole Keith. Yeah, oh, yeah, fair play. What a name. Name like Cole Keith. You know, he's <laughs> just a prop, eh? Yeah, he's, he's a just, prop, mate. He's, he's just front up prop. doing his work. That's all he's there for. Yep. You're not seeing a Cole Keith run out on the wing, eh? That's just not a thing. <laughs> no that's way, happening. mate. No way. Uh, yeah, into the uh, 19, another one of these South American locks that somehow has found it himself playing code over in France and to a pretty high level, and I don't know how this keeps happening, but it's uh, Luis Vieira from Brazil, a guy old Reeves he didn't talk about because I don't think he was – in the team or playing when Josh Reeves was, but um, from what I can tell, one of very few Brazilians that have played at a high professional level. So stick him in the yeah. 19 jersey. Good stuff. Nice. I've gone for um, another pretty well-respected American lock. There was too many to choose from in the first 15, but I've gone for him here. Luke Gross. He uh, played over 60 games for the US, actually one of their highest cap players of all time as well. Another one who's played over in the UK, Harlequins, Newcastle. This is back in the early 2000s, but tell you what, there's a few of them. I mean, yeah, there's just a few random players like you haven't heard of, but somehow they're playing for a decent club and it's like... I'll tell you what about Luke right Gross. He, he was actually, he's six foot ten apparently, according to Wikipedia. Jesus, that must put him right up there in terms of there. the tallest players. Yeah. I think there was a guy who played for Scotland a few. I think his name's Richard Metcalf. 
He was must have been like seven foot or so. I think well, he's about the Will tallest. Scout? Will Scouten's up there. Oh, jeez, he must be six ten or pushing six ten if he's not. Yeah, he's up there. But, I mean, speaking of old Will Scouten, surely Australia needs to call him back sooner or later if it's possible. Well, they haven't put him in the, in the latest squad, have they? So, no. I mean, um, bit of a shame, but I think the latest squad's pretty good. I mean, um, I'm a big fan of seeing the Aussie A team. I'm excited to see them run out. Yeah, I would think it'd be pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, have you seen their lineup? There's a few players in there I thought would have been in the full team, like Harry Johnson, Holmes, Reese Hodge. I mean, Reese Hodge is pretty average, but Hodge, uh, just yeah, he's got a big boot on him, doesn't he? Can I kick mean, him as far as anyone else, but Fraser McWright as well. I feel like he's. He was, he's, thing in Aussie he was he was probably due for a call up to be honest with you. Um, yes. Hodge still could get there. I think Hodge just needs to go to Europe to be honest with you. Yeah, might as he's well. He's a European player, you know. He's he yeah. he has to be the longest goal kicker in the world now. I reckon. Yeah, I think I'd probably have to back him on that. Like, he's not accurate at all. Oh but no, he's no. Good, longest. I mean, Francois Stein's legs surely don't have it in them anymore. He's probably no. still got a decent range. Elliot Daly's got a thumping boot on him, but I think oh, he's Hodgie's always got just... a big one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where are we even on to now? I think we're on to the uh, 20, 20 jersey. Yeah, reserve uh, Lucy, I guess. Not gonna, I realised I didn't have someone uh, just as we were going to record this, and I was desperately scouring all the uh, nations for someone that played flanker, and I was trying to get the most niche one possible. Couldn't really find anyone from Peru or... Costa Rica or anything, but I found one guy from Paraguay and his name's Iriel Nunes. I think okay. he plays for them now. Don't know anything about him, but he's Paraguayan, so get in. I think Paraguay aren't too bad, though, are they? I think outside of, I mean, Argentina are clearly the best, then Uruguay, kind of Chile, Brazil, then it's a bit of a drop off after that. But I think Paraguay are the kind of next best. Of yeah, because I was, I was looking at obviously those Caribbean teams to find anyone. There wasn't really anyone, but I could see that a lot of those Caribbean teams were getting pretty well beaten by Paraguay. Yeah, I think they're kind of fifth in line. Yeah. I think they're pretty well above like the likes of Peru and Colombia. Yeah, right. And then after that, I didn't even scour down to the depths after Peru and Colombia, to be honest, because I can only imagine what it would have been there. Well, it's funny you've gone with the uh, first Paraguayan. I've gone for my only non-Canadian American player. Well, oh, I shouldn't say that because I was for that. I've, I've had, well, yeah, he's played for the United States, unfortunately. He could have played for his home country, but he chose not to. Mexican-born, Anaki Busaruri. He uh, he actually was probably the only Mexican player to play professional rugby, uh, I would suspect. I don't, I couldn't find anyone else. I could be wrong there. Um, but, yeah, he played over in France, second division, I think it was, or third division. And... Um, Obviously in America as well, but he did choose to play for the US, not Mexico. But I have managed to get a Mexican in the team. Oh, great shout! You know it's a niche nation when I do not have a jersey of that country. So fair play. Yes, that is that's very niche. I, I have seen one Mexican jersey pop up on a website. I did try to get in for it, but it was a size extra small, and I was just like, I'm not going to go for that. So you've got a Canadian, American, Uruguayan, Argentinian, obviously. Yeah, I've have got you got Chile. a Paraguay? I have not got Paraguay. Okay. Brazil and Chile haven't got Colombia either actually so. well the thing is those teams are all at least semi-pro so that kind of makes sense but the other ones will be real hard to get I reckon oh yeah no it's a, it's a tough line nowadays yeah right the, I think the highest get, ranked team I haven't got is Germany you'd almost have to get a player's shirt off like eBay or something wouldn't you 
Oh, yeah, you'd have to, like, I have seen one or two pop up. I saw an Iceland one pop up on Trade Me. <laughs> Someone listed as Ireland jersey. Also, what's to say that they're not just, just being printed by some jackass at home? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no one's going to know the difference, are they? Yeah, I know. Like, I got uh, a Guam one, and like, I messaged the guy asking, oh, like, was this from a player or something? And he's like, I guess so. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Guam's a very interesting one. No, it's, it's part of America, so technically speaking, yeah. they wouldn't. Is it a national? Wouldn't be really a national league no, uh, team. No, it's, it? it's not really. No, and I got a Bahrain one, which is the same, which is not a national team, it's like a club team. I don't really know you how that serious, works. You must have one of the best collections in New Zealand, surely. I mean, one of the most niche, I would say. Yeah, because there's probably going to be people who have way more All Blacks collections. But oh yeah, you're yeah, only trying to get like one of kind of each country. Apart from yeah, Argentina. I need to branch out more. I usually buy one when I go to games. I'm, I'm going to the um, Wallabies in England game in July in Brisbane, so maybe I'll pick up a, a Bees or a, maybe a, a white jersey. We'll see. Oh, I mean, <laughs> geez, I don't know which one of the two is worse. I don't think I'd be even selling white jerseys there, to be honest with you. No, surely but not. We'll see. If I say that, white. I did last year buy a massive box of, I, I don't know, it must have been, 100, 150 pieces of Wallabies kit from the 2011 World Cup. Really? I have. I needed to get the backstory, actually. It was like a whole bunch of like replica playing kit, a whole bunch of team polos, like the yellow and navy ones, some team scarves. Jeez, Bought it for $56. And then flipped them on for about 10, 20 bucks each. And yeah, nice. Ended up making a good bit of profit. But I have no idea how someone got that. Because they were all still sealed in the bags and everything. Was it trade me? Yeah. <laughs> How would it be in New Zealand, though? I have no idea. So clearly someone at some point was part of the Wallabies sort of squad or camp or something 10 years ago and kept a box of stuff sealed. That is random. But that hey, is hey, really it made random. me about 500 bucks. So I was like, sweet. Jeez, nice. Good on you. But Do you uh, any of the jerseys of uh, appreciated in Valley other than those? Oh, not a chance. I don't think you're getting much rugby jerseys going up in value. I've got a couple hard-to-come-by ones, but, yeah, I mean, not many people are on the market for Namibia yeah, well, cow print jerseys or anything like that. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Cool. Who's in your um, 21? Um, I mean, I was tossing up for a few. I didn't go for this guy, but I want to give a shout-out to Nicholas Arancibia, another Chilean, just because he played for Northland back in the day, so shout-out to him. Also played against Jonah Lomu, of all people. But unfortunately, not enough to get him on my side. I was... Going back to Uruguay, initially I had Santiago Arata, but I was like, we'll change it. We'll do someone else for once. So I went for Juan Campanar. Okay. I think good, he played good choice. back a few years earlier. Was a decent enough player in their kind of amateur area of uh, Uruguayan rugby, so he'll do a job. Nice. Cool. I've gone for a good old American name for the halfback position. Coming out of Brooklyn, New York, you know, one of the first players on my list to be born in New York. Yeah, not old, California uh, for once. Yeah, old Mike Petrie. Oh, so, the old yeah. Petrie dish himself. Yeah, you might have heard that name. Fifty-seven games for US, and he's a bit of a classic. Didn't want to go for old Nate Orsberger just for his try against uh, the All Blacks. Oh, that's a good point. Actually, I looked at him. He'd probably be my third choice, I reckon. I mean, not going to lie, he's not a great player. No, but it, he just oh, did score a try. My God, he was good in that game, though. Like, he was, actually. Yeah. But no, no good shout. On to the uh, 22 jersey. 
I've gone for a reserve number 10, and there was only ever going to be one guy who would ride the pine. It's Josh Reeves. Hey, <laughs> I could not gotta, get him in there somewhere. I love it. Everyone knows. Yeah, when you're he, talking about all-time South American 10s, it's Hugo Porter and Josh Reeves. Those are your two guys. Mate, he's going to be listening to this podcast, realizing, well, hopefully he is. If he does, he's going to realize that you have put him on the pine over Sanchez, Juan Martin Hernandez. I mean, yeah, just see know how big a compliment that is to get in over Juan Martin. Especially if it's you saying it. So, yeah. You're not going to lie. It's uh, more solely, sorry, Josh, solely because I didn't want to put another Argentine in there. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Ah, Fair play. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I've gone for AJ McGinty as my backup. Oh, yep. Fly half. Uh, You know, 107 games to sail Sharks. Another one. Another one who's played over in What else with them all playing in England as well? But in this case, he was actually born in Ireland. Uh, With a name like that, you'd probably expect that. But... For some reason, he was eligible for America. Must be in some sort of uh, parental connection. And yeah, he's uh, still playing now. Yeah, no, great shout. Big fan of that. I mean, yeah, there's a few American teams you go with, but McGinty's, I mean, he's talked about as one of the better players in Europe, let alone like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I've, I've gone for someone in Europe as well, of all people. Gone to Chile. Don't know who this guy is, but he he's very young. And he's been playing at Leinster and Bristol in their academies. He's Irish and English qualified, and also Chilean qualified, of course. His name's Lucas Bertie Newman. Okay. Don't know much about him. He's a young centre. I mean, I saw a wee article on the Bristol website that they'd signed him, and they seem pretty stoked about it. So maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not, but he can be in there. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. I've gone for... My final position, I've gone for another member of the classic, famous Canadian era between 1989, I guess, and 2001, um, old Scott Stewart. He played all those games in 91 World Cup and was pretty instrumental by all accounts. Another one who played for the Harlequins before the pre, I guess, before the professional era. Like, honestly, was the Harlequins just 50% Canadians back in 1985? Like, it must have been. There's there's some sort of connection to US and Canada rugby in England, I swear, because... All your yeah. players seem to have played some rugby over there. And barely have played in France. They're pretty much all England or maybe Scotland. Literally, I can't think of many. I think, did Joe Talfatito play in France maybe? I might be wrong yeah. there. Yeah, I know my reserve prop plays, plays for Montpellier. but And old uh, Jamie Cudmore played a lot of code in France, but yeah, not many. So, yeah, Scott Stewart, uh, he's a bit of a legend of the Canadian team as well. But that rounds out the squads. I mean, definitely one for the uh, niche fans there. A lot of names that will bring back some memories. Somehow. One, can, yeah, one Canadian fan and then one Colombian fan oh, just absolutely frothing up, right now. I'll bring up the old uh, analytics, mate. We'll see if we got anyone from these countries. Do we have any Canadian fans? Do we have so, any oh, Venezuelan mate, or Colombians? Canada's or one Arabon? of our top countries. Really? New Zealand, 65%. Australia, 14 UK, 9%. US and Canada, 2%. Oh, you got to love that. Oh, so that's cool. that five people, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of that, we've had an average audience of about 90. So, yeah, oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two, five people might be pushing it a bit high, but you take that. They'll be frothing, mate. We've mentioned a lot of Canadian and American players. We've mentioned a lot of Uruguayans. If there's any Uruguayans, I mean, we've listening. had a listen from Brazil. We've had a listen from Argentina. 
Who else? We haven't listened from Mexico, mate. Your Mexican oh, guy. There you go. That, he's going to be frothing at that. Oh, there were. There has been some of Colombia tuning. Okay. okay. <sighs> mate, we had some some quality nations in here. Even someone from the uh, UAE's tuned in to listen to this shit. shit. Goodness gracious. It could just be American or like an English guy in, you, in the UAE, to be fair. Mate, it's just but, you jumping on your VPN, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Sorry. My, my apologies. Trying to get some cheap fares through Emirates. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice um cool well, that was pretty fun i enjoyed that yeah no i'm always a fan of doing these no, I mean, fantasy episodes no doubt we'll have a few more in the pipeline so i mean if anyone's got any suggestions for teams they'd like to see feel free to reach out on my forgotten rugby battlers page or the rugby rewind uh instagram page imagine are we uh second division european one maybe yeah, thinking that we russians and some jordan even jordans maybe just russians and germans yeah we tier two three european side could be good we pacific island all-time 15 at some point's got to be in the pipeline yeah that'd be up there i reckon I that'll be a be lot more quality than uh what we've done oh. today oh the, yeah the pacific island quality will be immense immense I mean, it's going to say potentially an African team at some point, but there's slim pickings there, really, isn't there? But maybe yeah, it's in the pipeline. We did pretty much read out every single Namibian player last time we spoke with uh, our favourite player. I but, mean, yeah, uh, valid point. We but, also did the uh, Rugby World Cup Legends 15 at some point, which got the only semi-decent I know, I know that you've done a lot of 15s. You've done a lot of 15s on your forgotten page and also on your other pages as well, just to, I guess, you've even done like... Same name, 15s, haven't you? Oh, I mean, they just, it's just classic content Smith, of just Smith when I'm sitting on the toilet and doing nothing much else. A yeah, Smith, Smith, Smith 15s is the best. It's got to be the best. Oh, yeah, I was a big fan of that, actually. It was actually not. I mean, most of it was pretty easy to put together. There was a few positions here that was a bit tough to find players. I had to go back a few uh, years, but thankfully I have some websites that I can just type in the surname and it tells me uh, if anyone with that surname played in New Zealand. So, tell you what, a Ben fifteen would actually be insane. I yeah, I made one. I, it's fucking class. I'll see if I can find it quickly for you. Although, you can imagine was... the Ben players. I mean, it's not just the backs. You got so many fours that are fantastic. You know, ben Franks, of course. You got. I mean, it's very hard to think of them, but I'm yeah, sure you'll read out me Ben fifteen quickly for you. Ben Franks uh, for now. Ben Alexander. Yes. Ben K. Ben Landry. Ben McCowman, your favourite. Oh, ben God. Hearing, Ben Morgan, Ben Youngs. Another one of your favourites, Ben Vola Vola. Oh, classic. Ben Lamb, Ben Teo, Ben Cohen, Ben Tune, and uh, of course Bender at the back. That is fantastic. That's actually a bloody good squad as well, isn't it? I mean, there was a lot of players I left out there too. Like. I did wonder if Ben Alexander would qualify because I'm pretty sure he spells his name with two N's. I know uh, Ben Robinson does. Was that Ben Robinson? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that has been right. Robinson. It's close yep. enough to qualification in my books. Yeah, I think it's fair enough. Yeah, well, that was a good episode. I think uh, we should do another another one of those. But next episode, are we going to do a bit of a, an All Blacks review? The, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, the, uh, the big issue in the room. Yeah, definitely a few names that are yeah stand out more than others. A few predictions we got a bit wrong. A few Quite predictions a few. I think the whole country got wrong. Quite a few. But we'll and talk think, about that in more detail. I think your uh, sentiment last time on Fozzie going with the old timers was pretty much accurate, in my opinion. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we said was accurate, and a lot of our predictions weren't so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it was almost what we wanted to. <laughs> it's almost like what, what we wanted to see, rather than what we knew was going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it was we'll a bit try and get a but... uh, few guests on for that episode. I know we got a few people who are keen to 
chew the fat about that. Yeah, well, I know I uh, listened to oh, the Black Jersey, mate Max. He did a pretty good uh, episode on YouTube, actually, um, of his thoughts on the on the team. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, he's got a few similar thoughts to us as well. I know a few different opinions in there too, but a lot of similar thoughts. Yeah, that was good. So yeah, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. Right, uh, yeah. Cheers for listening. We'll catch you. I mean, we'll catch you when we catch you. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs>